Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast, Insane in the Membrane. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of this wonderful podcast. And uh, well, I tell you what, it's nearly you know, it's nearly three years we've been doing this. Coming up, coming up to three years, uh, we've been making announcements about what we're going to be doing to celebrate that fact uh, later on. But uh, before we begin, we have to do the do the things that we do, and uh, the, the way that we keep the lights on here is that we have a wonderful sponsor and that sponsor is Save Our Souls Clothing those wonderful boys uh, Mark and Stacey supporting our wonderful podcast um, and they've got we've got merch membrane tees and hoodies uh, if you go to their website sosclothing.co.uk forward slash membrane uh, use the exclusive listener code membrane that's one word uh, you'll get 15% off not just of our, of our, um, our wonderful hoodies and tees but across the store so what's not to love about that? How generous is that? Those wonderful lads. So yeah, so go to sosclothing.co.uk forward slash membrane. Use the exclusive listener code membrane. It's one word. You'll get 50% discount, not just off of our hoodies and tees, but off of the entire store. So there you go. They've also got another website coming up. Um, I think it goes live very soon. It's called buythemerch.com, I think. Uh, and that's called Buy The Merch. But um, that, they're going to be, because they're going to be doing merch for bands, podcasts, comedians, all sorts. It's all going to be going through this one website, so that's coming up. But for now, you go to sosclothing.co.uk forward slash membrane, use the promo code membrane, you get 50% off the entire store. What is not to love? Also, we have limited edition Insane in the Membrane coffee beans, a roast made to our taste by Wogan Coffee in Bristol. Go to wogancoffee.com and use the exclusive membrane listener promo code membrane for 10% off podcast packs. Now, if you get these, you do me a favour, take a photo and uh, tweet them to me or, or Facebook them to me or do what you want to do so I can see them. I want to see what it looks like. If you do that for us, that'd be great. Um, you know, put your little head in it as well so we can see who you are. That'd be fantastic. So do that for us. So go to wogancoffee.com, use the exclusive membrane listener, listener code membrane for 10% off podcast packs. Smashing. So there we are. That's the admin done. Um, I hope you lot are well. I've had, uh, I've had, I've been all right actually. I've had some gigs are coming back fast and furious. Um, I was away on tour supporting Clinton Baptiste um, the other week. Uh, last week, brilliant, a really good time. Clint Baptiste from uh, uh, Phoenix Nights, the, the medium. Alex Lowe, who is the man behind uh, Clint Baptiste, was a, a guest, a former guest on this very podcast. Would have been back when we started it, so it's one of the earlier ones. Uh, it was a great chat with a lovely man. He's so lovely. We have such a laugh. 
He's a really top dude. And Alex Winter, the, the tour manager as well, had a great time. So we had a nice couple of you know, four days away. It was really nice. Uh, and so the people of uh, Darwin and, uh, and the people of, uh, where were we? Halifax. And then the beautiful people of Salford, the Lowry. Honestly, the audiences were fantastic. People are really glad to be back out and having a laugh. It's so cool. Um, <coughs> so that's really nice. Um, and then this weekend, I shall be up the creek, my comedy spiritual home. I'm headlining the creek Friday and Saturday, both nights. So if you're around, come down, come and see old Wilson in his natural habitat. And that is up the creek in Greenwich in South London. Honestly, it's, I'm, every time I go there, because that's where I started, I was a barman behind the, behind the, behind the, the behind the bar there. That's where I started, and uh, it's, it's good, always good to be back in the creek. So if you're around, come see old Wilson. That's this Friday and Saturday night. Come see me. Come on, you know you want to. Um, I don't even know what the dates are. The dates are just this. Anyway, yeah, come, you'll find me. You just come and find me. So anyway, let's get let's get on with it, shall we? Let's get to our guest. Now our guest this week is the brilliant comedian Travis J. Um, and he's just done, uh, he just supported uh, Dave Chappelle at uh, the Backyard uh, in, in East London there. And again, the Backyard, one of the finest uh, clubs going. That's where, I, that's where I cut my teeth as well. When I started out, I was doing the Comedy Caf, the Backyard, Man Alive. Anyway, it's not about me, it's all about the guest. And this guest is absolutely first class. Uh, Travis J, we really had a good chat, really got stuck in. He's a really great guy. Um, and you'll hear that in the in the episode. He really, he's, he's just, I, Sometimes in these, when I'm having the conversations, I forget that I'm, that I'm actually recording something and I'm just having a chat, you know? And we talked about all manner of things, you know, we talked about the, you know, the con controversy surrounding uh, what Chappelle's been saying and things like that. And it was a really good chat. It was a really good chat. And you'll hear that coming up. This was the head of um, Travis's show, uh, which is going to be at the L at London's Bloomsbury Theatre on November 12th. Uh, link uh, to that will be in the show notes to this. So you can get your tickets for that. That will, I know, I, would, I urge you to get them quickly because it's going to sell out. It's a, he's, he's a brilliant comedian. So do that. That's um, one night only, November 12th. Link in the show notes. So do that. So let's get on with it. Coming up in a bit, it's Travis J. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. 
You can also see this week's interview on our YouTube channel. Click the link in the episode description. A podcast from producer paul.co.uk. Insane in the membrane. I'm going to get straight to it. I'm going to get straight to it. I just I was just looking, checking you out and seeing your things and that. Working with Dave Chappelle must have been incredible. Oh, bro. Phenomenal right. experience, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, it, it was a weird experience because it's like, in, in my head, he's my favorite comedian. Mm. Time, you know, and, you know, a lot of people's, you know, same, same view in the same way. So it's like, you've got him in this godlike status. Do yeah. you know what I mean? But then you kind of see him in real life and it's like, what it does for you, you see that he's actually a human. He's actually a man. Yeah. He still gets nervous before shows and, oh, really? you know, he still have you, his friends, his go-to friends afterwards where he's like, yo, how was that? You know, what did you think? Just for that extra bit of personal validation, I was like, bloody hell. Do you know what I mean? There's yeah. the man behind all of this. <laughs> and, you know, what I took from that was like, you know, he is still a human. So any one of us could essentially achieve this if we dedicate our time to the craft in the way he has. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think that that did a lot for my view of stand-up and my career and, you know, where I can see things getting to. But yeah, watching yeah, him work, yeah. man, it was just a masterclass. Legend. Something else, isn't it? When you see someone like that, that just yeah, 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 and then you know, there's the backlash as well from all the things that he's that he said. Yeah. Go, well, but I, this is the thing. When I was because I've seen him, I, I, I was lucky enough to see him at Leicester Square Theatre before all the COVID. Yeah, show. yeah, that last run. Yeah, I was just. I remember just sat there. I was like second from the front, and I'm just. To the point, sometimes I forgot to laugh because I'm just like, I'm just... You just admire it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just and think, genius, how did you think yeah. of that? <laughs> That's it. And, I, and I, I remember like I've had him on like my headphones and other comics that I admire, like Norma Donald and all that, just going around and like, listening to them, trying to just, not about not about the comedy, but it's about their worldview, how they view yes. things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then, and then, you, and you, and I was, and I saw the backlash that was coming on. I haven't seen the the, the latest special yet, but okay. But then I've I've seen what people have been saying, and I'm like, nah, that I'm sure that's not right. If, from what I gather, from what, from what he said before, yeah, it's not yeah, phobic at all, man. It's largely from that show as well, right, right, the, right. The closer is a lot from that show, like the story about Daphne and stuff like that. You remember he did it? As yes, a, yes, as yes. Well. Yeah. So it's 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 a thing. Is for me the worst reviews and stuff. I. I personally hate other ones that say I haven't watched it, but mm. you know when it starts like that, I think piss off. I don't <laughs> even care at that point. Do you know what I mean? If you yeah. want to comment comment on something, know what you're talking about because yeah. you know credit today, whether you agree or disagree, he does know what he's talking about by and large in most cases. You know what yeah. I mean? If you want to fact check, there probably are some holes you can poke through, like as with anyone. But he by and large is a well read research man, so yeah. I think if you are going to take something to him. Also, do the same research. This is it, man. This yeah. is exactly it. And he, and you know, he tells the story of Daphne, and 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 you're like, you know, it's such a tragic story. Mm. And she was basically, yeah. they were basically hounded, and yeah. then they felt they just couldn't be here anymore. And that, and and you're like, you, you've not these people that are doing, making these comments. You haven't listened to a fucking thing that so they've saying. said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like you say, he's a well-read man. He's not just blurting stuff out. Like the rest of us, he's actually done his research. He knows what he's talking about. He isn't transphobic at all. There should be, but you should be able to make fun of everybody. Not, it's not necessarily punching down, but you should be able to joke about stuff. And the thing is, it's like, you know, whilst I, I'm all, I'm always on the side of the comedian in a lot of these situations, even Mm. if a comedian has views I disagree with heavily, you know, I'm always kind of like, you know, let the comedian be the comedian. 
Yeah. But I'm, I'm also along the side of, but you can't expect to be without the consequences that come with playing that position. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because people are going to feel how they feel. Of course know? they are, like, yeah. Especially if it's a, a lived experience, you know, for yeah. you versus someone who isn't. So it's like, I, I liken it to if, say, a white comic was doing a lot of material about the black community's experience of racism. Mm. It's like, you know, it could be 85% correct, but that 15%, I'm going to feel like, well, why... Why did, why did he allow himself to make this mistake on our behalf? Do you see what I mean? So yeah. it, it, it's a bit triggering. So I do have that sympathy for the other side of the response, but at the Absolutely, same time, yeah. you know I mean? I picked my side with as far as the comedian in the equation. I'm like, we got to be able to feel free enough to be ourselves because yeah. I feel like the watered down safe stuff, like you can, you can almost tell when a comic is jostling on the, trying to be on the right side of history with the material and it just turns into a Ted talk. It's like, <laughs> bro, you just, you just pointed out basic human rights. <laughs> oh man. I, this is a conversation I've had with loads of people, like newer comics that are coming through and they've been asking advice and things like that. And I don't really, I mean, I'm still working it out. I don't really yeah. know. Yeah. But you know, I'm just, I'm just, you know, you're, yeah. You like, cause was, I want to be this kind of comedian or that kind of comedian. You go, look, you just talk and whatever comes out, that's the comedian you're going to be. That's who you right. are. And you'll probably evolve. You'll, you'll start off this way and you'll become that. Yeah. The audience will work out what you are. They're going to work you out. It, you know, it's, it's, I used to worry. I'm like, oh, if I say that, do I sound racist? Do I sound homophobic? Do I sound this? Mm. Do I sound that? And I'm like, well, no, because I'm not those things. So that's, I'm not, right. that's not going to come out. Yeah, yeah. You know. it's, it's an interesting one because it's like, it really is a hard thing to advise young comics when they mm. ask for that stuff like that because it really is a case of find your voice. Yeah. Wait until your voice matures. You won't know what it is until it finally happens. And there's no going back after it happens. So it's like, for me, I probably f really got to know the first stage of my own voice about five years in. Mm. You know, I'm now like in my 12th year. And it's like the last year, I feel like I've unlocked a new part of things. Do you see what I mean? As I've got older life experiences, you know, it just changes over time. There's just yeah. no formula. Yeah, that's exactly it. It just evolves. And I, I, I'm a. I, I think it's changed me as a person. Yeah. Being a comic, I'm more confident than I used to be. Yeah. I'm so. more confident in my opinions. You know, I know. I'm like, you know, like we were just saying. You know, I have just nothing but peace and love for everybody on all sides. Even the, yeah. even the fucking idiots that mm. are kicking off, like the QAnon and the and the, the <laughs> flat earthers. I'm like, ah, oh, like Britain. <laughs> yeah. You're like, come on. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Listen, that's your, that's where you're going with that, and I respect that. That's up to you, yeah. but you know, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want everyone to get along, you know. It's, and and you know what it is that's that's really what's like really driving a lot of stuff I'm I'm about these days. So you know, I have like a lot of conversations sometimes, and it drifts into like racial discussions and stuff like that. Mm. And I've had some conversations with dudes who would tell you, "Look, I'm racist, and I don't care." Do you know what I mean? Right. And it's like, yeah. sometimes, you know, the conversation might strike up and I'm like, right, I've got time today. Let's have some dialogue, you know? And, you know, it starts out a bit, you know, leery on the timeline. And then sometimes, just, you know, you get a request. It's like, can we just talk in the DMs just privately? Yeah. And I've had one of these conversations and it ended with this dude messaging me and just saying, you know what? This conversation has really opened my eyes. It's like, mm. he goes, I'm probably, he goes, I'm going to delete this page. Because it was like one of those those fake pages, you know, like recently created Twitter profile. He goes, I'm going to delete this page because it's like, now I just feel like a piece of shit. He goes, I apologize. He goes, I'm going to go and really come back and, and change my energy. And I was like, I did not see this coming. Nah. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just feel like we are, we're in a space where I think honest dialogue is the best way out of this mess that we've created. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That, that's how you do it. Like you say, talking to each other, understanding each other, and then working it out. Yeah. Rather than just piling on and going, this piece of shit, let's get him. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're like, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, let's not do that, because then you're becoming the, the fucking monster. Yeah. And, it, yeah. you know, and the other thing is as well, I was with someone the other night, and my mate's over from Spain, and I met his mate, and his mate's from, his mate's from Texas. Mm. And so we were having this chat, and then, he's, and then the, the guy's wife turned up. Okay. And then we were talking, and you know, she's, a, she's a woman, a person of colour, and then we were talking, and then halfway through, I was like, you must get fucking sick and tired of talking about race. Because I don't get that. You must get for that of it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like every kid yeah. always goes to that, and you must because no one. I can have a whole evening, and at yeah. no point has someone. Is it going to come up? It's never come up. <laughs> but as soon as there's as so there's a there's a there's a black person there or, or someone from somewhere else, everyone's like the, the, the race thing comes up, and you must yeah. get to a point. You go, I just want to have a drink. I don't yeah. want to change the world tonight. It's why. <laughs> <is, why> <laughs> I don't want job. to change the world tonight. <laughs> Fucking hell. Listen, and it's that it's sometimes that awkward moment where it might come up organically, and then it's almost like people just turn to you like, "All right, you're going to be a spokesperson for <laughs> discussions for everybody." It's like, bro, it's it's a lot. Yeah, it is and a it's lot. Fun, and it's funny sometimes when you get like, say, re- comedy reviews, when it's like, like you you speak about something, and you know, race comes in, and it's like, oh, you know, it's banging the racial drum again. I'm like, wait a minute, I cannot really talk about my lived experience truthfully. Without this at some point coming up. Yeah. Because, you know what I mean? It is. It has coloured how I've experienced a lot of things in my life. Yeah. So when I look at those things, I think this is a very limited view on material and content in general. So I think it does play a role in a lot of ways that people would feel like, yeah, I can't imagine how that would be. Mm. I see. It's funny. Like, when, I, when I talk about that, yeah, I go, like, yeah, no one brings race up with me. Yeah. That's because of the. I've been. This has come up loads. That's because the system, the system's <laughs> fucking racist. Yeah. I've benefited from that un, unwittingly. Yeah. But you yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. go, you know, like I've said this a few times ago, because when I get into this conversation with other people, yeah, and I've yeah. said that, I've gone, like, the system's racist. It's yeah. fucked. And they're like, oh, what do you mean? What do you mean? They can't say that. I went, yeah. How many photos are there of black families stood outside the gates of the stately home that was owned by their ancestors? There's none. They don't have. They, it's been. That's what I'm talking about. How many about. black people you see on Antique Roadshow? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this has been in my family for two hundred years. <laughs> two hundred years. Yeah, all right, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my family—they all got killed two hundred years ago. So you could have that fucking pot. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, mate. And that's the difference, isn't it? And that's why. It, it, yeah. That's what we need to talk about. And that you know what's, you know what's funny is that, like, say terms that can. Spark crazy debates like white privilege. Yeah, a lot. Of, yes. a lot, I feel like a lot of that stuff was really misconstrued because I feel like white privilege felt like an attack mm. on yeah. white people today. And I, I, I was looking at it and I'm like, this has nothing to do with anybody who is alive today when that term is mentioned. Do you know what I mean? It goes yeah, straight yeah, yeah. to systemic and it's it's yes. what took place in history to shape today's society. So to point it out and say, oh, white privilege, I can imagine somebody who's grown up, you know, white person been under the poverty line most of their life, really struggled hearing that and thinking, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's that's why I think more conversations should just just to clarify yes. points rather exactly. than buzzwords leading the dialogue all the time. 
Yeah, because the word privilege, like you say, will get misconstrued. Yeah. I, 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 I know that because I did it yeah. when I first heard that phrase. I'm like, what? Yeah. What are you yeah. talking about? I didn't have a yeah. quid to get the bus to college. What's this bullshit? <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. you go, yeah, you got to break it down and, and like, like you say, have the dialogue. and Yeah. Oh, man. But that, you know, it, it, like you say, because that's, that must, so that's, you know, knowing that growing yeah. up, that's going to mess with your mental health. Do you know what I mean? Because you Absolutely. know, if you know the system stacked against you yeah. as soon as you're born. Yeah, it's an interesting one because you start looking at like conversations that you have, you know, because your, your dad is always going to give you the, the advice that, you know, your mum doesn't, you know, if you get into a fight at school, your mum's going to coddle you, your dad's going to be like, all right, mate, look, let's, let's start seeing what you see what you can do. You know, it's a different approach to everything. And my dad, you know, told me pretty early in my teens, you know, advice about dealing with police. It's yeah, like, right. don't always expect fairness when you're dealing with the police. You know, I'm not trying to have you out here hating them or anything like that, but mm. I've got to make you aware of the legitimate possibilities, you know? So yeah. be aware of yourself when you're getting drunk and you're out of your mates. Do you know what I mean? Don't leave yourself legless. Like, this is the type of advice wow. that I was always aware of. So, you know, I'd be out in my late teens and I'm early 20s, I'm going out. I've always made sure that no matter where I'm, dr I'm drinking, I get to a point where I'm like, okay, if I need to protect myself, do I still have the faculties to do that right now with my current state? And now I'm on the water. Wow. In the middle of having a great night. Yeah. These are yeah, thoughts. Yeah, yeah. You see what I mean? So it's like you you do kind of, it stays in the background of your existence. And it can shape a, uh, you know, a victim mentality sometimes because you start to feel like, okay, I've constantly got an excuse mm. for certain things. And that's where it goes too far, right, in yeah. my opinion, where it's like, okay, you can't let this thing rule your life and kind of arm you with an excuse as to why your life didn't turn out the way you wanted. Mm. But at the same time, the lay of the land is the lay of the land. So, yeah, it's quite fascinating. Well, it's the same with, I've read a thing the other day, someone put a checklist up yeah. of when women go out and when men go out. So it was, oh, like, women, it was all like, right, pepper spray, this, that, make yeah. sure I've texted my friends, make sure keys mm. in between my fingers. Mm -hmm. I've got this, that, make sure people know where I am, blah, 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 blah. And then yeah. when it said the, what the boys have to check, it says like money, phone, <laughs> keys. Mate. And you go, right, so that's what we need to talk about. Yeah. When we go, ah, yes, yeah, not all men. You know, yeah, but it's enough right. men for that to be a problem. Male privilege was an, uh, I'll be brutally honest and say, I didn't really acknowledge or really pay attention to male privilege mm. until uh, having a daughter. You know, my daughter, you know, and, and I know a lot of people say, oh, why do men always have to wait until they have a daughter before they start caring about these things? But it's like, that's just my truth, you know? And I, yeah. I, I've always looked at it like, you know, if you touch my mom or my sister, I'm coming after you. But I wasn't just genuinely thinking about the female experience. And, you know, my little gay, my little girl was born. And I remember seeing a video online of this um, this girl. She was walking and she'd filmed herself. And it was like, she filmed how many men catcalled her, how many men approached her to speak and just to generally make conversation and just, oh, smile, darling. Da -da 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 -da. And I was like, I've never, I mean, even in my finest hour of women's attention, it's never been this bad. And I just was like, that must be quite scary. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, bloody hell. It's all the time. I saw it every single time I'm on public transport, I see something. Yeah. I see a guy looking too long on the escalators yeah. at women. I see a guy, there be there was the other night I was on the tube uh, and there were two young girls sitting next to me. Yeah, just chatting away, minding our own business. This guy gets on and sits opposite them. Yeah. And he's just doing all he can to just get their attention. 
Yeah. And you're just going, mate, and it, and it's all the time and it's relentless. Mm-hmm. Yet for some reason, there's a there's a reluctance to 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 have a talk with. We have to talk to young men. That's right. Young boys at a very young age go, listen, yeah, you're yeah. going to have certain urges. You're going to have certain feelings. Yeah. This is how you react to those feelings and urges. It's true. It's true. And I think it's a, it's, it's a weird one because like, I didn't even know that, you know, some women send pictures of the person they're going to go out on a date with to their friend just in case they, they're just sort of a face to phone the police and report. Jeez. I'm like, I've never had to do that on a date. No. <laughs> no, no, never. It's very simple thoughts and demands, but... And you look at, say, for example, the recent situation with Sarah Everard mm. and the police, and it's like, that is a very scary time now for women. Yeah. When police, you know, yes. are the ones who you would phone in those situations. Yeah. You know, and for me, it's like, you know, I'm one of these people that, you know, I have a different view on things. Like, for me, I don't look at violence as necessarily a bad thing mm. if it's controlled. I've been boxing for, like, over 10 years. Right. So that's my, my philosophy, is that violence is not the enemy as long as it's controlled. Mm. So I do feel like there needs to be a some type of legal loophole that allows women to be either armed or have a, some type of legit threat of violence to be able to counter these moments. Because yeah. whilst, you know, we say, oh, um, you know, not all men are this and that, or not, but the ones that are, they don't listen to these conversations. Mm. Do you know what I mean? They are yeah. the, they're just out there. They're, they're, yes. Rapists, there's no class where rapists went and suddenly he's like, oh, this is who I'm going to be. They just are... In their world, and that's who they are. Yeah. So I'm like, there's nothing I can advise a woman to do besides being able to defend herself. Should this guy show up? That's just yeah. my approach on things. So I don't know, man. I don't know. But that's it. And it's and that's why we need to talk to kids at a young age. Yeah. And that's where we do it. And then you'll be able to see signs. You will be able to see signs like the kid running around pulling people's hair. Yeah. Just that. Even even if it's not. It, just have a word and go, listen, don't fucking do that. you got to yeah. chill out a little bit. Yeah, just yeah. in case, just in yeah. case. Because the, because it's so extreme, the other end. Like it, like that, I think about that Sarah Everard story at least once a day. Yeah. And every yeah. day I I still, I, I feel genuine sadness at what Same. she must have gone through. Same. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's tough because it's like, you know, as a, in the black community, we've had our experiences with the police. Mm. You know, and it's, it's so it's, it's it can be it's sad and it's a little bit frustrating because there's times when things are mentioned and it's almost like a, the response is very much you know oh you know if you've got nothing to hide you know the police should be da 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 and so I'm thinking all right look yeah. we're basically pointing out there is an issue with how these guys operate you know and this yeah. has happened and I'm I'm glad the conversation has got to this space where people are now looking thinking no there is a, a fucking issue mm. do you know what I mean because. Yeah. They're systemically the police as a as a whole, you know, unit, it's all fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> and it has been for a while. And it's funny because I know a couple of people that are in the force. Yeah. And they're dudes, like they're really cool dudes. And yeah, even yeah. they go, they but they're like, I'm f I don't know what to do. Like because yeah, oh, you know, yeah. I you know, they join the force because they want to make a difference and they want to do something. But because of the because of all the bullshit, the, like you yeah. said, the system mm-hmm. and all the bureaucracy and all the other bollocks, they just they like they get to a point and like I don't Isn't I don't know what to do. Oh. You know, and it, and it's so yeah, the whole thing needs a big shake up because it's fucking up people, it's fucking up the public, it's fuck because it's fucking up the good policemen that are in there, and there are yeah. one or two, but it's just it's that, the whole. But the thing is, because the whole system is corrupt, like corrupt from the top down. That's when it's the problem. Yeah, because everyone's making money off this, this, and this, and this, and they're too busy worrying about getting their little cut of the pie. 
Mm. So they don't really give a shit about any of us. That's right. <laughs> that is we're right. Just, yeah, we're just collateral damage. And that's the that's the thing where it's like, you know, when I look at race, for example, racism, I'm like, it's the same thing. Yeah. It's literally the same thing. Like this, it's a game of FIFA and whoever has the control pads is like, I need this conflict to keep going. Yes. Because I'm over here doing the real shit. So that's why it's like, I look at stuff like racism, I'm like, if we really put this down for one second and looked at each other and we were just like, we could realize, yo, wait a minute, we, this could actually work. This could actually be a good situation. Yeah. And we'd actually finally have to address the bigger issue. Yeah. And that's when that's the, the powers that be don't yeah. want that shit to happen. No, they don't <laughs> want us. They don't want us to reveal behind the curtain. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> They don't, well, that's exactly, they like us, so we've got all these little skirmishes going on amongst yeah. ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in the meantime, it's like, when just... you break, it's like when you ask somebody who's like really extreme in their views to explain, why do you hate this group of people? <laughs> it's always bullshit. Always. Yeah. <laughs> I've said this before, and I say this in my set. Yeah. It's because they didn't get brought up with decent music. I'm telling you, <laughs> play decent music from an early age. Because that's what, because I grew up with some people and now they've got some yeah. questionable views. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's because you didn't have Stevie Wonder in your life when you were a kid. You didn't have, you didn't have, you didn't have, you know, you didn't have George Michael. You didn't have, you know, you yeah. didn't have Dolly Parton or you didn't have people from elsewhere yeah. pouring into your head, telling you about what it was like to be black, what it was like from being a different country, different yeah. ethnicities, being gay, being yeah. bisexual. All these things came from music. And I know for a fact these people with these questionable views that I grew up with, they never liked music. They had, they just, yeah. <laughs> it's a music thing. I'm so, going to ask, yeah, that's my new question from now on. The minute I suspect yeah. it, I'm dealing with someone like, man, what did you listen to growing up? <laughs> what was the first album you bought? Did you get that? And they turn around and say some shit. <laughs> or they go, oh, oh, you go, so what sort of music you like? And they go, oh, just a bit of anything, really. Oh, man. <laughs> get him out. Get out. him out. You're a racist, <laughs> sexist, homophobic, transphobic. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Mate. But so, so this is the thing. So growing up with that in mind, it does, you know, it does, of course it affects you. It affects mm. your mental health and things like that. And have you, you know, you seem pretty level-headed and cool. Like mm. you've got a pretty, a pretty, you've got a good understanding of the world. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then now you've got, you've got a child as well. Yeah, I've got two kids. Two kids. Oh. I've got a daughter. She's 10 and my son is three. Yeah. And my daughter from a previous relationship. So, you know, me and um, my son's mum, we, we're together now. Right. So it's like, it's funny because it's like, I never really looked forward to what my kids' experiences would be. You know, I never really looked at the future as yeah. to where this is all going to end up when it was just me. But now it's like, I look at the world that my kids are going to grow into. And it's like, I'm... Um, it's like you get torn between a, 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 some choices where it's like you raise your kids to the world you'd like to have to exist yes, or the world that we actually have right now. Yeah. You know, and I'm torn because it's like, I can't, I can't be on this page with you and out there because then you're setting up for a car crash. Yeah. So it's like, I'm constantly now being very real with my, my kids, you know? And it's yeah. like, it's, it's that equivalent conversation that my dad had with me. Where I'm like, I would feel like I cheated you if I didn't give you that. Do you see yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. like, on one hand, it's like, oh, but you know, you could say, oh, you're perpetuating, you're keeping it going. But it's like, I can't leave my kids blindsided. All I can do is raise them to be good people, but yeah. also be aware of certain things. You know, so that way, in that 
if the situation ever happens, you know what to do and how to take care of yourself. Yeah. And that's my job as a parent, as far as I can see. Yeah. I'll tell you what will happen as well, because mine are older now. Mine are 29 and 24. Yeah. And I worried. I was so worried about them. I'm like, oh, man, have I been a good dad? Do they know enough? Are they going to be all right? Are they prepared? Yeah. But you don't realise they're the same as you. So they were growing <laughs> up, dealing with, they were dealing with, the parent, the bullshit of the parents, that's right, and the bullshit of the, of the outside world, figuring it out, working it out, getting their own opinions on things, and then I was out one day. I was around my youngest son's, where I was around his, his cousins having a bit of dinner, and yeah. he was there, and I just heard him talking to his mate, and he said, "Well, yeah, the thing is with my dad, he goes, he just needs a little bit of looking after now and again," and I suddenly I went, "You've got it. He <laughs> understands the world. I see the, the, the these comments on Brexit." I've seen my eldest son, the things they say and what they're doing. Mm. I'm like, oh, yeah, you figured it out. You're you're fine. Yeah. And that's the same with your daughters. They yeah. will figure it out that's as right. well. That's you just right. got to be there. You like hold, It's like you're guiding like the tennis ball down a plank of wood. Just make sure it doesn't come off. <laughs> literally. Yeah. Literally. And it's like you just want to make sure you haven't done anything to leave a, a scar on them. Do you know what I mean? Because mm. I'm like, I've... I've been in, I've experienced therapy for the first time this year. Yeah, right. And it's funny because it goes straight back to your childhood. Every you time. You start to see everything as like the seed when it started. So now with my own parenting, I'm like, what seeds have I planted? Or what seeds <laughs> am I planting? Do you know what I mean? So now yeah, I'm trying yeah. to like micromanage <laughs> things I say. But my son, right, is three years old and he had a situation in nursery and he said this boy pushed him. And I was like, my instant reactions was, all right, let's go in the gym. And let's start to teach you how to defend yourself. Yeah. And I was like, this isn't the best thing to teach a three-year-old. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like, oh. I had to just be like, well, make sure that you tell the teacher that next time it happens again. And it's like, oh, I'm going against what I know I, <laughs> I want to say. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't want you to process violence as a resolution. So young in your st- early state in your yeah. life. Yeah. It's not self-defense to a three-year-old. It's just, look what I can do now. <laughs> yeah, dad said I can punch you in the mouth. That's what I mean. <laughs> Why are you saying that? My eldest, when they were at school, and there was some, there was a kid picking on him all the time. Yeah. And I just said to him, look, next time he does it, just, just fucking lamp him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he did. And he, he, he did. And luckily, he got away with it because the kid was a bully. He was bullying loads of people yeah. then. But then that doesn't help the kid because the kid's probably getting some shit at home. There's a reason why he's getting bullied. And I've learned that now. I wish I'd known that then, but this is in the yeah. 90s, so I was different. Yeah, yeah. But same thing. As, yeah, therapy. The thing is, though, it's like I'm having, I'm definitely giving it a free strike process. So it's oh. like, you know, so if I keep hearing this, then we're getting in the gym. <laughs> we're not having that. <laughs> you just, yeah, you, you get three, three turns at this. Yeah. And after that, you know, it's got to go old school. It's chaos, mate. You get, yeah, you get medieval on your ass. <laughs> so you, you so you've, you've done you're doing therapy now yeah yeah so like yeah. not as regular as like when I first started but it's yeah it was very eye-opening very eye-opening and it's like because I think you know sometimes like what well, I used to look at life as if like life was just a journey we're in a vehicle and we just go through all the shit the good stuff the bad stuff but now my philosophy has changed a bit because now I kind of realize that we actually carry every single thing that we've experienced yeah. in our lives so I'm like if we're carrying all this stuff and we don't put it down, we could easily along the way and not realize it become a bit toxic. Yes. You see what I mean? So yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. one of the things I've, I've faced and de- been like dealing with, I feel like I've kind of overcome it is the whole kind of, 
I, I really leaned into composure, right? Mm -hmm. I was very much like, nothing bothers me, nothing gets to me. I'm pretty much cerebral in all areas of my life. Yeah. So it's like, I probably created this mechanism to protect myself. You know, in entertainment, there's a lot of rejection. Oh, God, yeah. And it's like, you know, I don't want to allow myself to feel insecure in a relationship to distract me from my craft. So it's like you bulletproof yourself. And in doing so, it's like you just shut out being able to feel anything. Yeah. And it's like I felt myself kind of get into that place. And it's like I never acknowledged it as a problem. But in the conversations about my feelings and all this type of stuff, I'm like, shit, I actually do keep everything down to a minimum reaction. And, you know, my co-host uh, who I work with on my podcast, KG, mm. he always says to me, he's like, bro, like, he goes, you were literally the most cerebral person I knew. It's like, we've potted for like two years together, but it's like, I'm only now getting to know you. <laughs> you see what I mean? It's like, I feel like you've opened up. And it's, it's, it's crazy. Even like my girlfriend, she's so like appreciative of the new version of me because she's right. like, I can connect on a much deeper <laughs> level. <laughs> but until then, you were kind of just keeping everyone. Yeah, it's like yeah, arms length a little yeah, bit, yeah. you know. Like if you if you if you backstab me, I'll, I'll be fine. I'll be able to continue. But it's like it's all kind of fair based living, and I'm yeah. like I had to drop that stuff, man. <laughs> you sound like <laughs> producer Paul. Producer Paul uh, is a is a, I, I, I sometimes I'm like, are you all right? And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. Because I, I can't <laughs> I can't gauge what he's feeling. Yeah. But even he admits, he like he shuts it all out. Yeah, he just he just I and mean, he does tolerate some absolute shit from me. I'm so unorganised, but <laughs> he's just yeah, he's, he's listening now, and uh, he's going like, he's like, this is bullshit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's, yeah, so it's good though. It's good to open up because it does yeah. you yeah, because then it lets some lets some pressure off. It does, it does, and it's like what it's allowed me to do is look at my my voice as a stand up, mm. and it's like I had a similar approach with stand up. So it's like I'd give, you know, an element of my truth, but I'd make sure it was so distanced from me yeah. that should it not go the way I want it to go, it's nothing to do with me. It's just yeah. material. Whereas now it's like I feel comfortable enough to just literally be my authentic self on stage. Yeah. So it's like with this new show I'm writing, I'm like, I'm so excited to just get this out there because I'm like, I feel like this is the first, I feel like I'm going back to the beginning again. Yeah, right. Do you know what I mean? It feels yeah. like I'm starting again because I'm like, bro, this is actually really transparent nakedness <laughs> on stage. It's weird, isn't it? It's yeah. Weird. Yeah. I know when, I, when I've done it and people, I've been described as being, uh, not painfully honest, but something like, to the, they were like, I can't believe you say the things you say and you go, yeah. that's who I am. And at least then, when <laughs> I, if anything ever happens, no one's got anything on me. They can't go, you know this? I go, no, I talked about that two years ago. <laughs> and it's, it's the most freedom that you can experience yeah. in life. Ain't so, got nothing on me. Yeah. You can't hold nothing <laughs> over me. I am who I am. <laughs> but I tell you, with your with your daughter and that, they will figure yeah. it out. They'll come to a point. You'll they'll just there'll be this moment in your life yeah. and you'll hear them say something and you'll go, ah oh, yeah, okay. And that's when you know you've done a good job. It's funny because it's like it's little things that kids reveal that make you think, oh shit, you're actually listening to me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's like I heard my my daughter. So I went to visit a secondary school um, with my daughter, and her mum was with her. Was you know we we're all there together, and she was talking to her mum. And I was just listening to the conversation, and I think her mum mentioned something about oh, being a psychologist, you know, you can make a lot of money. And she was like, oh yeah, but I don't know if I like it that much. And she's like, well, you know, likely it's cool, but you know, there's a lot of money to be made. And she was like, yeah, but I want to be happy. 
I want to be happy doing whatever it is I do every day. And I was just in the back listening like, <laughs> that's exactly what we say in the car. <laughs> I'm so proud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you get it. You get it. Yeah. <laughs> she, she used to say to me, she's like, oh, dad, what do you do for work? And I'm like, well, I tell jokes and I make people laugh. Yeah. And she's like, but you get in trouble for doing that at school. And I was like, well, yeah, you do. <laughs> I get paid for it. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. Yeah, stick at it, kid. Keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it, though. But, that, but that's the thing, isn't it? And about conforming. Yeah. Now I'm I'm having some counselling and and there's a form that you have to fill out before every session, and it just says how you're feeling, where you're at, like, yeah. and it's all like you know, is there like you know from like, would you do you feel like you do something to yourself like, do you feel like mm. every day blah 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 and you have to fill it out and then it was a couple of weeks I didn't fill it out and then, and the council was like what he goes you didn't fill the form out and I said because the form doesn't really tell you where I'm at, it's yeah. too. I'm I'd like, yeah, sometimes I feel like I want to do myself in, but then it goes away and then it might come back. And I'm like, he goes, yeah. And then he explained to me the reason of the form and it made sense. Right. Okay. And it's all about, and then you talk about, you know, conforming and, and, and then like we'd say about, you know, your daughter saying like, oh yeah, at school, you're not allowed to make fun yeah, and tell jokes and things like that. You get told off. Yeah. And that's the thing. Isn't it? It's not, we all feel like we don't fit in mm. and everyone feels, oh, I need to do more. And then I'll feel like I'm, I'm in the, I'm in it. But yeah. we shouldn't. We don't have to fit in. The sister that is, uh, it's fucked. Don't fit yeah. into that. You end up filling a carrier bag full of petrol because the news said it was going <laughs> to fucking run out if you try and fit in. This, this is it. This is it. It's like I look. I look at my friends and all my stuff, and I'm like, you know, what? I, I'm glad I am the way I am. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I used to. You have that insecurity that makes you think, oh, I'm not like everybody else. Should I do a bit more of this? Do a bit more of that? Whereas now I'm like, I'm happy to take my path and go it alone. Whatever yeah. happens, let the cards fall where they may. Do you know what I mean? And I yeah, think, yeah. You know, now I'm set in my life. I'm like, I've got my family. Do you know what I mean? I've got a house. I'm like, I'm good. Do you know what I mean? So if, if I go on stage and say something and everybody turns against me, my life is unchanged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's unchanged. Yeah. And I think that is it. It's, it's, you know, we only, as far as we're aware, we only get one shot at this. And so, you know, we waste a lot of time worrying about fitting in, yeah. worrying about this, that, and the other, and trying to change ourselves to be this, that, and the other. But that's, all you've got to do is just be decent. Just be decent to the people around you. Yeah. That's it. And I've learned that the hard way because, I mean, because you know, I've been I've been a bit of a dude, but I've been an absolute wanker as well. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm still figuring it out. Do you ever have those moments <laughs> where you just kind of like, you step out of yourself and you're like, bro, I'm being a, a bit of a prick today. <laughs> I think my blood sugar's really low. I'm being a right <laughs> fucking tosser today. Oh, but it's that, it's recognising that, not beating yourself up too much about that. Yeah. You know, make it just, just yeah, you'll figure it out. You this know? is it, man. And just trust, like, it's one of those things, it's like you can't get everything right and you can't control everything. I think control freaks, it's, it must be quite tough being a control freak in life because it's like there's so many elements of this life that you don't have control over. Yeah. It just cannot be the route to take. My girlfriend, she's a bit of a control freak at times, and I'm always the laid back one to balance her out. Yeah. I'm like, look, so what? <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> I and, can't that and, that and that drives her mad. <laughs> big time. Big time. She's like, oh, this needs to happen by Friday. Otherwise, da -da -da -da. And I'm like, well, we're still going to get to Saturday at the same, at the same pace. 
Saturday. It's Saturday still going to happen. <laughs> it's it. And I know people, like loved ones that try to preempt. They were so, yeah. so hell bent on being in control. Mm-hmm. Like they're trying to like, trying to make the future happen. Like, no, no, I know exactly what's going to happen at any yeah. time. You're like, nah, you're going to die young. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't work like that. No, just let it happen. Be, be, do the best you can. But you know what it is? Being a stand-up comic prepares you for that, though, because you plan your set, and it's like, yeah, I'm going to do this, and it's going to happen, and that's a big joke. That always gets a great laugh. And then just one day, it doesn't get a laugh <laughs> at all. Now you're... <laughs> that little pause break you had planned? Fuck it. We're still in this. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> There's a guy called Benny Boot who used to do comedy. I don't yeah. know if you've ever met him. Fucking no. really lovely guy. And he, he like at the end of his set, he goes, the set's short tonight. He goes, because the, the time I, allo- I allotted for laughter, <laughs> <laughs> you did not comply. <laughs> I love the honesty. Yeah. Because uh, there's nothing worse than that feeling when it's like you come to the end of the planned set and you're like, I'm only on 17 minutes. This isn't, this is a complete set as it is. Now I've got to just keep going. <laughs> This is the thing where someone says, they go, oh, you know, yeah, it must be good to be a comedian. You go, yeah, mostly. And then there's that day. There's that one day. Oh, man. They just stare at you. And then you go, you do that classic comedian thing like you just said. Yeah, I'm going to pull out this. I know this is good, foolproof. And you go, blam. And then he goes, nah. Not tonight, mate. In fact, that's the worst thing you've said yet. Yeah. <laughs> like, ah, oh, okay. Man. All right, then. Yeah, but then that's why I like it when, when, when you acknowledge it. People, sometimes you can win a round. Like Bill yeah. Burr's famously, you know, the countdown when he was in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, when he got on back on side, but that's a rare occurrence as well. If you can come out of it and go, look, this is shit, eh? <laughs> Very rarely do they go, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> mate, if you address it and they just cute give you that cold stare, that's what it's like, mate. Yeah. Time to wrap it up. <laughs> But what I've said to younger comics as well is that those the gaps in between the shit gigs become longer. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, yeah. If you're having a run where every night is, oh, I don't know what you're going to do. Yeah, rethink the strategy a little bit. <laughs> but it does make you a stronger person, like we said it earlier. It does. The tough gigs definitely yeah. confirm to me that I love stand-up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I've had some, I've had some nights where it's like, bloody hell, I should- Probably shouldn't really get paid for this. <laughs> that <was outrageous. laughs> I've but, heard that someone said that the other day. They went, "Oh, there was one night I was I bombed so hard I didn't take my fee," and I went, "No, nah, no, nah, you should always take your fee. <laughs> <laughs> always take the fee." Yeah, yeah. I yeah. messed around with that. <laughs> I remember one time I had this gig at Camden Centre, and it's yeah. like first time performing in a space that big, and I'd won like a competition in a mini comedy club in North London to get the privilege to perform there. So it's like you perform, I performed, and I, every single job just felt flat. It was probably, I, I just couldn't work out what was going on. But I, I had the resilience to be like, the next joke will get him on side. And I'll get to my last joke, I'm like, this is the big finish. This is the one that does it. Halfway through that joke, they started clapping me off. Like, All right, we've, we've, we've had enough of this. <laughs> so at the end of my set, the host comes out to present me my trophy for winning the competition in that little comedy club. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I was thinking, if you're watching this, you think, who the hell did he beat? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh man. Yeah. 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 Who? Yeah. What the fuck? Exactly. <laughs> he was the winner. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I've had it. Yeah. I've had. Uh, oh yeah. I remember emceeing a night, and uh, there was a guy called Tom Rigglesworth. And t- there was a guy. It was a gig for. A couple, it would just be jonglers. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had this gig at Sway in um, uh, Covent Garden, and everyone—it oh, yeah. was called—it was called the Abattoir. Everyone yeah, died. Yeah, yeah. Everyone died every, all the time. So downstairs was like, ah, oh, normally you'd be all right, but halfway through, the strippers next door will kick in, and then. Oh yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah. So halfway through your set, just these women go crazy, and then you're just oh, so you're struggling against that, and then you go upstairs, and you all know that you're gonna die, and so Tom had had a stinker downstairs, bless him. Went upstairs and he's and it's happening again. And he's getting booed. He's getting shouted at. The, mm. the the stage manager, she's just going like, "Get him off! Get him off!" Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I can't yeah. get him off. I'm not getting him off. I'm the MC. <laughs> I'm not. He's my colleague. I'm not going up there. Go, yeah. You got to come off now. Fuck that. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He has to come off. So anyway, so we do the thing and then he finishes. He says, "I'm not leaving until you're all booing." And so everyone's <laughs> booing. Everyone's booing. And as we come off, he goes, "I'll go back on." <laughs> all right. So I'm going, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Tom Rigglesworth, boo, boo. Oh, you want some more? I'll give it out for Tom Rigglesworth. He comes back on. And <laughs> oh, it's funny as fuck. And then the show manager's going mental. She's like, how yeah. dare you? How dare you? Like, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. He owned it. He owned Flip it. Look me, man. Balls are still. <laughs> but you still love it. You're still, you're still getting out there. Yeah, you know, the, the last couple of years we've had it's been a bit tricky, isn't it? You know, it has been, man. And it's, it's, I think the, the time away from it has kind of just reconfirmed how much I do love it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like those Zoom gigs and these outdoor things, it was like, all right, it's, it's you know, it's, it's not sex. It's just a quick wank. <laughs> it, doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't satisfy the same way. <laughs> yeah, it's enough, but not enough. Yeah. I'm like, I need a pack theater. I need that feeling, that alive energy. So I yeah. think, you know, going through all of these experience, I'm like, right, Stand up is my it's my main love. Mm. I've always looked at it before that I was like, you know, it's my first love, but you know, I'll do a bit of acting, I'll do a bit of this, do a bit of that. Yeah. But like now I'm like, okay, stand up is the thing I really do love. Everything yeah. else, I I can build a love towards that, but it's not gonna be the same as stand up. Stand up mm. is home. So, you know, I'm very excited and I think with the new kind of experiences and stuff that's kind of taken on take that's taken place mentally, I'm like, I actually cannot wait to get on stage. Yeah, no way. It's that it, I remember someone was speak, they were talking to me in one of the lockdowns, and he just said, oh, "You know what it's like, Rich? We just need that attention." And I'm like, "I don't know if I need. I don't need attention, mm. but I do. What I need is the buzz I get for making a room for the people laugh." That's right. When I'm when you're when you just sometimes it just hits. And you don't even know what you're saying. It's just just, just something else. It's, you're just yeah. you're just in this flow state, mm-hmm. and it's like bam, 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 and the place is rocking, yeah. and you're just in the middle of it. And then afterwards, you come away, you go, fuck, I don't even remember what I said. So I mean, just enjoyed yourself. Yeah, that was nice. It's nights. funny, like, the, the attention thing is, is, is funny because I don't feel like I'm an attention-seeking person in my life, like, in no. general. I'm quite reserved. I'm not really a huge user of social media. Do you know what I mean? But, yeah. like, like you say, when you've got that gig and you're on the stage, you hear the real-life laughter, there's no better drug for me than that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Beautiful. This is it, yeah. And it does that. The, the time I'm on stage mm. is where I'm most comfortable because I don't have to worry about what's going on outside. I don't have to worry about, you know, I'm just yes. I'm in that bit where I'm like, I don't have to worry about bills, yeah. about kids. 
Yeah. All I've got to do is make these people laugh and make and hopefully help them forget for 20 minutes, half an hour, an hour, whatever you're doing. That's right. But that's, that's it, you know. Stand-up has, has been therapy for, for a lot of us mm. over the years. Do you know what I mean? I've had times in my life where it's been an absolute shit show, but the minute I get on stage, <laughs> yeah. it's gone. I love it. <laughs> and it's funny because like, Dave Chappelle um, was here. He did, like, obviously for a recent run, but he did, like, a secret gig in the backyard that's last right, yeah. Monday. And I performed on the night as well. Wow. So like backstage, we're just there chatting. And I said to him, I said, look, what, what drives you at this point, man? Like everybody calls you to go, you know, you, yeah. you, you're loved in every room you're in. What keeps you pushing? And he said, can you hear that laughter out there? He goes, that's it. Fuck. It's, yeah. <laughs> it that doesn't it, wear it? off. Yeah. <laughs> that is it. It's just yeah. that, that, that hearing that, laughter hear it and after when you come off and people are going mate you've really you just it's, that's all i want mm-hmm. that's all i want mm-hmm. and to hear i think that that's that's when you hear like someone like Chappelle who's on that level that's right when they just go no because of this that's and it you go fuck man you know and like you say he's been through his trials and tribulations he's up his ups yeah. and downs and mm-hmm. but yeah but keep you going and that's I think that's the powerful part. And I think, like you say, you know, being able to take people away from their problems, yeah. but just that little window, I think that's a gift that we walk around with. And we, yeah, I think we understand how powerful it is. I think so. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Because it yeah, helps yeah. them as it helps us. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's like doing this. Like we know yeah. this is, like someone said to me, the other day, goes, oh yeah, your podcast isn't really mental health. I go, if you listen to it, because it is, it's the, us talking about our experiences, mm. then will help someone listening go, oh yeah, I experienced that. Right. Oh, that's helpful. Um, I don't feel so, I don't alone. feel on my own now. Yeah, alone. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Yeah. And I think that, that was an, I think that's probably the, one of the most comforting parts of the lockdown was no matter how bad your day got because of it, everybody you knew was also dealing with it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That was, that kept us very united moving forward in it. So yeah, it's, it's, it's something, there's something powerful in that. I think so. And I think that, yeah, again, like you said, with the, with the lockdowns realized that it, it affected everybody the same. So, you know, I was talking to like people that we, you and I work with and mm-hmm. people and I was talking to, I spoke to Romish yeah. and Nathan, I spoke to Heston Blumenthal and they were all, in their houses they were all locked in mm-hmm. and you're just going oh shit doesn't matter where you end up that's right pretty much fundamentally we're all the same we are all the same going through yes. the same shit yeah yeah just some of us are in bigger houses <laughs> i saw some houses during the lockdown and i was like bloody hell you're you're having a good time <laughs> that's your mum and dad's house surely <laughs> i was like mate you know, you start looking at celebrities and they're just like, oh, no, day at home. It's like, dude, you've been walking for 10 minutes in your garden doing this video. <laughs> I've just seen you walk past two swimming pools. That's what I mean. It's not the same, bro. It's not the fucking same. Uh, I know. You see yeah, Jack Black dancing around on his fucking half pipe. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? We're all in this together, guys. <laughs> uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're having to sleep in separate rooms because we hate each other. That's what I mean. You've got your own, you're sitting in, I don't even know what that is. Your whole way. You're in a gaming room? Is that like a movie room in your house? I'll never leave the house anyway. Exactly, if I lived like that, 
I know when you like Backstreet Boys did a video, they did a mm. song or whatever, and they, so you saw their individual houses. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck off! That's bigger <laughs> than the estate I lived on as a kid. You've, oh, got, you've got, yeah, you know, they come swimming up from there like pool bar. <laughs> you are my fire. <laughs> oh my days! Yeah, <laughs> mate, oh. this has been fucking lovely, Travis. Oh, thanks for having me. Joy, man. been a joy. Where can we find you? Yeah, uh, yeah, so Instagram and Twitter, Travis J E N T, so that's Travis J A Y E N T. And yeah, man, that's where I'm all my bits and all my ways are all out there. <laughs> lovely, lovely, man. And uh, when's your next gig? When are you gigging? Yeah, November 12th, Bloomsbury Theatre. Uh, yes. One not only, you know, glad to just be taking on a night in the West End, first time in my career. So I'm very excited about that. Tickets yeah. are still available on the Bloomsbury Theatre website. So yeah, man, get yours and come down. <laughs> yes, Travis. Well done, man. It's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, hopefully, hopefully our paths cross, man. Yeah, definitely, bro. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> nice one. Thanks, Travis, mate. No worries, bro. Take it easy, man. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Made by DarkHorseDigital.co.uk. Shooting, live streaming and podcast production.